0: Welcome to a brand new episode of The Post Game. I'm your host, David, and I'm joined by Emmett. What's up, y'all? David. Yo! And Lillian. What's good? How y'all doing today?
1: Chilling. I'm
0: exhausted. It was a great, great Labor Day weekend. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I I agree with that statement. I am on uh, vacation, so that's why I have a different background, but yeah, no, today we'll be back. Well, firstly, I want to say thank y'all for watching this series. It's been one of the best ones on the channel. And um, we appreciate all the support from you guys uh, for watching these videos and um, and commenting how you feel about them. Um, the Thunder, not the Thunder, the Magic and the Hogs video have definitely been two of the, of the funniest comments to read um, on the channel. So if you ever get bored, please leave a comment about how you, how you think we uh, talked about your team and uh, about – you know if we gave them justice or not. But today we're continuing our Let's Talk series and we are talking about the Minnesota Timberwolves. So, um, first, subscribe, hell? folks. Subscribe. <laughs> yeah. But firstly, so like we start all of these videos. Let's go with a what we like the highest that they can achieve and then the lowest that they can achieve this season.
1: Lowest four. play exit, uh, highest is second round exit. I mean, I'd probably put them on like five or six
2: seed. Yeah. Um, for T Wolves, I got them high at least three or four seed in the West, lowest, probably nine to ten. But it's still making playoff berth. Um I got
3: I got lowest like seven seed probably. Paying on injury. And uh what's the shit, I got I got I got him one or two seed highest.
2: One or two seed?
3: Yeah
0: yeah. I got to say that I got. It. Yeah. So I think Utah drops from the five to lower than that. Obviously, then the Clippers go up. I think, uh, or New Orleans maybe go up. The Lakers are going to probably go up from eleven, right? Um, the Thunder and Rockets are two teams that are question marks. And the, I mean, I think the West is so competitive too. So, two, one or two, I think that's wild. I definitely don't think that's a, uh, a thing. But you know, that's everybody's opinion. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. I would say, all right. Five to eight in that gap. Um, maybe seven, but I, but I feel like the West. There's so many other teams that you can put above them.
2: There was no. There was not seven seed last year. There was eight. They seven. were
0: they were seven last year. They were seven. You're right. Were, I'm, look,
2: I'm looking yeah. at it. Huh? Okay. Cool. 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 So yeah, the, of course they improved
0: then. But I think there's other teams in NBA that, that improve as well, like the All Clippers. Right. I mean, we don't know what the Lakers look like yet. Um, and is Portland going to be a big deal? We'll talk about that in literally the next episode. So we're not going to talk about that right now. And so, I mean, I, there's so many question marks for other teams. But, like, did they did they improve drastically to that extent? We never know.
1: That's the biggest question is, you know, the Clippers get Kawhi and PG back the Pelicans get Zion back, and we already saw the Pelicans get the Suns a run for their money without him.
0: Yeah.
1: And the West just already being full of some powerhouses like Golden State, Phoenix, uh, Memphis, Dallas. It's just hard to say that the Timberwolves adding Rudy Gobert and really nothing else actually propels them that high.
3: All right, y'all want my explanation? Yeah. Yeah, Happy to, happy to give it. It's because the West is ass. Sorry. <laughs> They're ass. You see how many players? You see how many players go from the west to the east this offseason? It's ridiculous. And now you've only got like a couple teams that are gonna be way up there. And that gives room for the Timberwolves to sneak. Like, okay. Who who thought the Grizzlies were gonna be the two seed? Nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, right. and they didn't really make any moves. Uh, I mean, I think the Warriors and the Suns, like, you know, they're not going to try hard in the regular season because they know they're going to, you know, do whatever in the playoffs. No, the Suns will try and, hard. We
1: all seen that video of them working out after a random regular season win. <laughs> the Suns try hard in the regular season. They go full out.
3: So, I'm just saying, I I say Minnesota could – Be a good regular season team like Utah was a few years ago, and uh, not maybe not good playoff team, but I think they're they're, that trade they made makes them a contender in the west. That's that was the goal, and I think that that's gonna happen.
1: The thing about Minnesota is, I still I put them at like that five six spot, like, I think they make it past the play, and they don't even have to plan the play, and I think they start five or six, but that's because. I have the four teams ahead of them, the Clippers, Mavs. Well, I have five teams ahead of them, really. Clippers, Mavs, Suns, Warriors, and Grizzlies. And so much of why the Timberwolves, you know, did anything last year was, like, the heart they had. And they traded away that heart. And I don't think the addition of Rudy Gobera helps them on anything other than defense. And it takes away offense from
0: them. So when I look at the Timberwolves, like – right. like, Go ahead, David. You're right. Yeah, you're, sure, you're right. What?
2: Okay. Just because they lost Pat Bell, the addition why they acquired Pat Bell was because of the defense. It wasn't because of heart and stuff. Um, you got Ant as the vocal leader for that team. Even though he's young, you don't see it as much. But he, he's a very vocal member for that team. Um, Pat Bell even said that. Um, with the addition of Rudy Gobert, that really helped out with the defense. Um, Cap, he, he couldn't protect the paint. You got a whole bunch of offense, no defense. You got a three-time Defensive Player of the Year, Bro, Like that—that that makes him like that's an over-the-top thing. Like, you got D'Lo. Um, I think shooting guard. Who the shooting guard? For, um, Ant. You got.
0: So, what well, okay. So, will D'Lo like? What did D- so D'Lo last season? He averaged. 18 points a game. Like, does he need to go up and, like, improve on that, or is that enough for that team? No. um,
2: He really don't need to go up. He really just need to facilitate. Um, D'Lo is based off of scoring. I would say his only – yeah, he just need to really just facilitate more because they got Cat for the scoring. They got Ant for the scoring. Even Gobert, he, he'll give a good 15, 15 a game, as you saw. Um, Even though it's all in the paint. We give a good 15. You don't really need no scoring for that team. You need defense. And that's what they brought Gobert in. And that twin tower of Cat and Gobert, yeah. See, the the yeah. issue
1: is Minnesota gained interior defense but lost one of their best perimeter defenders. And, the, the, and as far as D'Lo is concerned, I love D'Lo. He's been my favorite player since he went off in Brooklyn. But when you look at it statistically, yeah, he averaged 18 last year. But he shot 41% and 34 from three. Like his efficiency was shot, and he really wasn't the best defender. He's a Rover defender, and he's not that great of one. So he okay. needs to step it up on the offensive end and defensive end next year. We need to see not the return of Brooklyn D-Lo, but maybe the return of, you know, the D-Lo we saw when he got traded to Minnesota.
2: Okay. Um. So, so you rather have perimeter defense than interior? I know this this whole NBA world is like a three point game, but realistically, I'd rather have interior defense because twos are easier than um than threes. And then obviously you got you got you only really need one one main defender in basketball for real. And so you got they got what's his name? What is his uh, name?
0: Jaden. Uh. Oh, uh Jaden. Jaden.
3: Jaden. Yeah, he good, he good.
0: Hey, and I totally get that. The the
1: main thing is as the NBA evolves, right, we see so much more three-point shooting. And when they're in the West, that means we know that they have to contend with the Warriors, teams like the Warriors. So how does a team with less perimeter defense stop a lineup of Stephen Curry, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins? <laughs> right so you need the perimeter defense, especially in the west before you need interior defense
3: i think that no nah, i th- i think that he should i mean i i think he should focus on improving both areas but like if he could just be a solid facilitator for that team then that's kind of all like i hope he'll he'll slow like not take his that's probably why his efficiency was so bad he took so many sh- stupid shots he's always done that uh so if he like kind of takes a step back maybe shoots like a couple less shots that efficiency is probably going to rise up and like Edwards is a great defender at the two and like I mean that's the like I think of it kind of as Trey Young DeJounte Murray like I mean Anthony Edwards not as good of a defender as DeJounte Murray but he's you know pretty good and that kind of offsets you know the backcourt. So. I don't think he needs to focus solely on his defense, like like you're saying, but I also, like, I I don't think he needs to do better on the offensive end either. Like, I just think he needs to be, like, a point guard and, you know, set up Gobert like Donovan Mitchell didn't.
1: What I'm saying is that um, Minnesota as a team needs to focus on finding perimeter defense, and that's just something that, like, as the season progresses, D'Lo needs to make sure that, like, he puts more effort in. Oh, two like, I'm not saying Delo's a bad defender. He's not like Trey Young level. It's like he, he's gonna need to develop that part of his game more, especially as he, you know, enters the next couple of years of his career because he's getting older.
2: Okay, save. Okay, save. Delo's guarding somebody, and they blow past him. Who you got in the uh, in the backcourt? Go you back. Go big. And then Cat, his his interior defense is really underrated for real, for real. And then you got boards on top of that, so you don't really need a perimeter defender when you have two two twin towers in the middle.
1: Yeah, but my thing is like when you're playing, you know, good perimeter shooting teams, they're not necessarily going to be going for a blow by, right? They're going to be coming off screens setting screens, trying to get open on the three-point line and get open threes instead of driving to the hoop because they know they don't want to go against Gobert. So if you have Gobert and that means you need to have good perimeter defenders because we saw what happened when you have Gobert and no perimeter defense in Utah, and it made them look silly in the playoffs. So if you're going to have him in Minnesota, you got to have more than Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels.
0: So I have two points here. So, the first point, like, so, Lillian, you hit on this for not, like, very briefly. Like, how do they match up against these teams like Golden State, like Phoenix, like these top West teams, like uh, like the Clippers? Like, how do they match up against these teams? Clippers. Like, do, you, like, uh... like, do you think they, like them, Lillian, you say them not having a perimeter defense, like, do you think they are exploited with a team like Golden State? Like, they're, they're exposed?
1: I think they're exploited with a team like Golden State. But I also think on the other end, you play a team like Phoenix, who focuses more in the paint and at the mid-range area. I think they have an advantage there because Gobert and Cat can move out to the mid-range area. So when you have Chris Ball, who loves his mid-range shot, you have Rudy Gobert there to contest that. But then, yeah, you see teams like Golden State. You see Memphis who can shoot the ball pretty well. And I think that exploits a weakness that we saw in Utah.
2: You can't really say Memphis because Timberwolves last year took them to seven. And then you add Gobert on top of that. Yeah, but I think the
1: number one thing is they had better perimeter defense last year. But I'm saying they have less perimeter defense last year, this year, and more interior defense this year. And so I think that we see a Utah team – I mean, a Memphis team that's going to continue to get better. And I'm not – I mean, Minnesota's not as young, so they're not going to progress as quickly.
0: Yeah. So – Go ahead, Emma, or whoever is talking.
3: uh, I was saying, like, how is this different than, like – Having like, you know, Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell in the backcourt, who both are not great on defense, but you got two centers inside that are pretty good at
1: defense.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I think that has a lot to do with the conference, right? You're facing centers in the East, you're facing shooters in the West when you really look at it, right? In the East, you've got Giannis, you've got Embiid right, you've got, who else does the East got? I mean, they've got, it's more of a big man in the East. And so having Jared Allen, Evan Mobley helps more than it would in the West when you're facing Stephen Curry, Devin Booker, John Morant.
2: And Some not to say people guys,
1: really- but John Morant is a smaller guard who can shoot the ball.
3: I think there's – I think, like – okay, so if you took the – war, like, if you took the Warriors out of the conversation, if you took the Suns out of the conversation, like what we're talking about now, say they don't face them until, like, the second round of the playoffs. Like, I think the Timberwolves match up very well against most teams in the West. Like, I don't think they're exploited by anyone else besides those two teams.
1: Yeah, if I that mean, most teams, that, that's why I have them at, like, that five or six spot. Like, you're going to make the playoffs, they can probably win that first-round series, but then once they do play the Suns or the Warriors in the second round, that's when they run into trouble. Or the yeah. Mavericks, right? you playing Luka Doncic. Rudy or the Clippers. Or the, I mean, the
0: Clippers have had a really good offseason, and I think people are forgetting about that.
1: Well, I think the Clippers are an interesting team because it's so hard to tell what can the Clippers actually be when we haven't seen those players play together.
0: Or we haven't seen two of those, two of those stars haven't played in two years. And, yeah. and uh, Kawhi and um, James, James, John Wall.
1: We haven't seen John Wall play in years. Kawhi didn't play at all last year. Paul George missed half the year. So yeah. it, I, it it is, we do have to wait until we see what John Wall, Norman Powell, Paul George, and Kawhi look like on the court together. But I I think that the Clippers can be good. It's just I'm not I'm not gonna put my money on that yet because of injury history.
2: I mean, not really because you've seen how we not talking about the Clippers, but I ain't gonna get sidetracked. But you've seen how they they played out or whatever without PG Kawhi, all of them. Still a pretty good team. I think that team they sleepers, but that's for another episode.
0: Yeah, in about a week. Sure. Um, but so hitting on hitting, I think we've mentioned these two guys' names, but we haven't really talked about them as a as a as a as a team as a duo. Cat, um, Carlini, Towns, and Rudy O'Bear, they have become the new twin tower, twin towers uh, in the NBA. Um, like, do we think they can dominate, or, or they can? Um, what's the word? They can complement each other well
1: i w- I would say yes if I knew Rudy if I trusted Rudy go around the post I think <laughs> post center and a perimeter centric person hey, his head. that's the perfect matchup, right? You have somebody in the post you have a big man who can shoot, but I think when you have a big man who can shoot and not play in the post and then a big man who can't shoot and can't really play in the post
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh Rudy Gobert is notoriously one of the worst has notoriously one of the worst post bags out of any center.
2: Okay, that's what Cat is right there for for the offense and the defense is for Rudy. Yeah,
1: but it's not like Cat has a post bag either. He just he shoots the ball more than anything. Okay, you got three other players that can score the ball. Exactly, but we're not talking about the three other players. We're talking about do these games complement each other? And defensively, yes. Offensively, no. Whoa.
2: No. Look at Rudy's stats. He averaged legit in on offense. He averaged I'm... almost 13 or 15 consecutively. All, I think, three yeah. seasons. Oh, lobs, the man doesn't have a post game. OK, you have a facility. If D-Lo focused on facilitating, you got it really goes, goes based off the point guard. Because obviously, like, like someone said, Donovan didn't set up Rudy or whatever. It really based off the point guard, his offense. And plus, that's not what his main, main goal, why they brought him in. The main goal is to bring a man on defense. If one person can play offense and defense, that's all you really need, especially in the big man and category.
1: And that's the thing. They brought him in to play defense, but at the same time, 50% of his time on the court is playing off. care how much you set Rudy Gobert up in the post, the man's too scared to back down Dennis Schroeder in Eurobasket. Okay, so (laughs) I'm not gonna come out here and be like, "Oh yeah, if D'Lo just gives him the ball, he'll average 25." Because he won't.
2: I'm not saying average. You don't even have to average 25 to be on that team. You don't even need him for offense. That's what I'm saying. They brought him.
1: But you can't be playing four on five every time you're on offense.
0: You can't. Okay, but to David's, but to David's point, to David's point. That You just made a great point. Like, you just brought this man in for defense. That's why you brought Pat, Pat Bev in last season is for defense, right? And you saw this team drastically change defensive-wise. And so you bring him in this season. You bring in Rudy in this season as a big who can also play defense because he's one defense player of the year twice. And so I, – and I think because he is almost – or seven foot, however tall he is, it's not going to be four and five. He's still a seven-foot, almost seven-foot giant that you have to put somebody on regardless. And so right. – what? Sorry.
3: Did y'all know that Rudy Gobert had the best offensive rating in the league last year? I mean, that statistically the best. <laughs> Sorry. People
2: be sleeping on Rudy just because, I don't know, they just want to make him a meme, but people actually be sleeping on Rudy. Here's Look thing. at the man. Offensive rating, it
1: varies depending on the situation because you could see Joel Embiid have a lower offensive rating than Rudy Gobert, but we all know Joel Embiid is miles better offensively than Rudy Gobert. So when you're scoring your points off of little lobs from Donovan Mitchell... Okay! Those still no points! putbacks instead of actually getting the ball in the post and doing something with it. Okay!
0: But, but, but to David... But again, to David's point, he's not point? there for that. Like, they have other people like Ant that can score. They have these other people that they brought in. And I, they also brought in Kyle Anderson. I don't know if it, it may be like that. But... They oh, literally, he's, he's so good. Pascal, they, they have, they have other pieces to, to the puzzle, and so that's
1: the biggest thing is you can't wholly put the offense on Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns,
2: or G- four
1: other people. You need to have somebody you can fall back on in the post, and Carl Anthony Towns ain't that, and neither is Rudy Gobert. Well, uh, whoa, 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 whoa,
0: whoa, whoa! No, I want to. Who would even No, wait, 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 so, wait, wait, wait. So that's a funny point because we see Golden State; they don't rely on the post ever. That's never their go-to. So I I think that
1: Stephen Curry. But I think and
0: the I, NBA, I think the NBA as a whole is evolving away from the point of we need this post man, or we need this big, I mean, we saw the Rockets a couple years ago have an experiment where they had no big men. Granted, it didn't work well, but they were a really good like regular season team. And so well, it's think,
1: like, especially even if you're looking at the Warriors, they have their post in Draymond Green. He doesn't necessarily play in the post all the time, but also Kevon Looney. Think about it. Kevon Looney, if you watched Warriors in the playoffs last year, he scored their first few buckets almost every game.
0: Looney's a so good point. Draymond is not post, a good point. he to the
1: perimeter. You Looney. need to have some type of post offense in the NBA, no matter how good your shooters are.
2: Looney is basically like Gobert. What you talking about? Gobert will matter. Okay, if you say, if you say oh, okay. is
1: the same as Rudy Gobert, you don't watch Kevon Looney.
2: I watch Kevon Looney. That's they are similar type players, but Gobert he just has better defense.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, it's the same, really. Even shit, oh, I mean shoot, Rudy offense better is better than kevlar
1: Wait, hold up. Wait. <laughs> oh wait. Uh, no, nah, you know, I'm not gonna say anything. That's <laughs> I'm gonna just let that be.
0: So it's funny, pre-show, Lillian was like, let's see how many terrible takes David's gonna have today. And she's the one here with the terrible takes. <laughs>
2: It seemed like a lot
0: of terrible takes going that way. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, but I love, listen. I love Rudy Gobert's defense. I do not like his offense. Listen, I think he, I, I think, what. see, here's the thing, and I think this is, like, the big picture when it comes to centers, and, like, all, I think people expect people to be, who are seven foot tall to have a good post move. But the way the NBA is moving, and, and depending on what role that players are going to play at, like, you don't need that in your bag. And he obviously he doesn't. He's been in this league for nine years and has played to the highest clip that he needs to.
1: I mean, my my only thing is, how how far has having no post game gotten Rudy Gobert? Oh, Two
0: times defensive play of the year. I was just about to say. My, I mean, I would, I'm
1: not bad. Individual accolades. He's never gotten farther than the Western Conference Finals.
3: I don't even think he's gotten there.
0: Yeah, they haven't gotten there far, have
1: they? Oh, then they have, then maybe I don't know. I think they did get it like one year, but e- even then, like, have no, we know that now today in the NBA, your big man can't be purely defense.
0: You're right. That's a like,
2: good. Like big answer. men
1: that are purely defense don't win games.
2: That's why you have Carl Anthony Towns for the offense. Good and that's why.
1: let see. Right, well, here, you know what? Come back to this video. Rudy Gobert averages 12-12 with no offense, and the Timberwolves don't make it past the first round.
2: <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey,
1: hey, clip that. that Flip clip that.
2: Flip Rudy that Gobert's right there.
1: inability to play offense killed the Jazz year after year.
2: And it's no. going to continue to no. kill the Jazz. I would not say that. Y'all would not say that. It'
3: cause
2: shaky. You had no. Nah, I ain't gonna go in. I ain't gonna go in like that. I ain't gonna go in. Let me just relax. You Let me just it's relax. A way
1: better situation in Minnesota than it was in Utah.
0: What
2: You saying it's a
1: better situation in Minnesota than it was in Utah?
0: I agree with that statement. Yes, it's way better. Yeah. There's I mean, there's more pieces around there's more pieces around Gobert here. Granted, they did have Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley and um and Mark uh, Jordan Clarkson as well. So it's like exactly. I mean, it's that's not like a lot. Utah
1: has zero pieces. They just are getting rid of all them to go into a rebuild. So yeah. I'm not saying like I'm just saying like Utah had pieces. But Minnesota's got more defensive than they got offensive, and Utah had more offensive than they had defensive, so yeah. it's definitely a different situation. Yeah. But
2: I ain't really had no offense. I don't know where you saw offense other than Donovan. Donovan was off that whoa, team. Whoa
0: whoa, 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 whoa! Okay, you're being harsh. Chill, chill. I don't know about that one, David.
1: Yeah, you like yeah, like Utah was like some. Utah was stacked, stacked
0: offensively. They was stacked it for the playoffs.
2: They were stacked off offensively, yes. or they—they they
1: were stacked ball. offensively and defense. Four. Joe Ingles
2: was there too, wasn't he? Yeah, in- 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 Donovan Clarkson. Yeah. What,
0: what was Joe there for? D three, three,
2: three, three. Joe
1: was there as three and D. He shot threes for you.
0: So They're to all. wrap this up, so to wrap up this whole thing, because I feel like we've rambled. Any final thoughts on the Timberwolves? I
2: think the Twin Towers? They'll do pretty good. They'll be, they'll be like David Robinson and Timmy D. I'm not saying to that superstar level.
3: I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, no, no. I, no, I see where you're coming from. I see, I see where you're coming from.
0: Will they better? Will they be better than Anthony Davis and uh, uh, and uh? Demarcus Cousins. Demarcus Cousins. Yes. yes. Hey, it was a yes. question. What you talk? I mean,
1: probably, but I would say that's just because Demarcus tore his ACL and that never really actually ended up being a thing.
0: Yeah. They were good for a couple weeks, and then now went the their ACL. Well, I think but, if AD and
1: Boogie had played together, that could have worked. But
0: Yeah. Well, um, if you made it this far, we thank you for listening. Uh, it's been a very fiery episode today. Uh, David, Emmett, Lillian, thank you all for joining. Um, next time, we'll be talking about the Oklahoma City Thunder. So, uh, yeah, look out for that in about two days from after you see this. Um, but, yeah, I'm Davion. That's Emmett, Lillian, David, and this has been the Post Game. Peace.